you're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Allie Hall, and today I'm here with Anna Fieser, who is a graduating senior this spring. Anna, how are you feeling with graduation? T-minus two weeks away? Don't remind me. (laughs) I mean, it's exciting in a lot of ways, um, especially because I just accepted a teaching position recently, so I'm excited about that. But uh, it's very daunting at the same time, because I feel like I just got here, but it's okay. What did, goes. what did you end up majoring, minoring, studying as a whole? Um, I'm a music major um, with a focus on jazz voice, and then I'm a business minor. Oh, wow. Yeah. And ideally, I mean, if you're starting off teaching, is that something you really see yourself doing for a long time? Yeah, yeah. I could. I could. I am teaching music, um, yeah. which would be really fun. But um, there are a lot of avenues within music, which I think people don't really see um at a sort of surface level um a lot of people assume it's like well I'll go to LA and I'll talk to all the record labels and sort of do that but there's a lot that you can do with music which is something that I throughout college um became more aware of so yeah I'm planning on teaching music but I also have been teaching like guitar lessons and I'm taking um, some pedagogy classes right now for voice and guitar so I would like to teach and then do lessons on the side and then still gig when I can. So there's a lot you can do with it. And have you been gigging since high school? When did you start playing Yeah, I started gigging, um, I think it was like my freshman year of high school. Um, And I had been taking like piano lessons and voice lessons and guitar lessons. Um, And I started out going to open mics and playing like Radiohead because I was deep (laughs) in my Radiohead phase at that point. Um, and then I started writing original music, um, and yeah, it kept me very busy in high school because I was heavily involved with the music department at my high school, um, but also just like gigging as much as I could. And then I came to Hillsdale and, um, have been doing jazz stuff, but I also do opera stuff here and then I'm involved with one of the bands on campus. So I am kind of stretched very thin but yeah. it's all in stuff that I love so I'm not complaining so it doesn't it doesn't feel like you're being stretched thin. no no it's all stuff that I really like how did you end up picking Hillsdale I mean right before this we sort of talked about having passions and careers specifically in music and that impulse of going to a place like Berkeley or going mm-hmm. to a place that specializes maybe very specifically in something you're interested in but you talked about wanting more of a well-rounded education mm-hmm. so what was sort of the impetus to come to Hillsdale and stay Well, when I initially found out about Hillsdale was through my brother, because he went here. He graduated in 2019. Um, And initially, I hated it because it's (laughs) in the middle of nowhere. And I, like, looked at the music department, and it was, it's great. It does not compare to something like Berkeley, because it's not Berkeley College Music. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not, like, a Juilliard type thing. But um, I started to get more familiar with it and take some summer classes here, and I did fall in love with the well-rounded sort of view of it um, and the um, sort of classical lens with everything. Mm -hmm. And I realized it's kind of important to be like developed as an overall human being. Yeah. So um, I leaned towards that and I told myself if I still want to go to grad school at Berkeley or do something like that, I can easily do that. But I think it's important to have a solid foundation upon which to build and then go from there. Do you think that that 
I mean, if you if you songwrite and you compose and things like mm-hmm. that, do you think having a well-rounded an- education contributes to your ability to be able to like maybe flesh out your writing skills? Or I think so for sure, because I look back on some of the first songs that I wrote, and I was like fourteen, so I <laughs> need to be like <laughs> kinder to myself. <laughs> but um, you know, it was like your average like love song even though I'd never been in a relationship never been near a boy or anything but um it was just like easy material to work with um and it did like it has become deeper from there um but it just you can only like if you've only studied so much and thought so much you can only have like so much material to work with with songwriting um and I will say even though a lot of the musical like education here Speaking as someone who's completed the music major, it is very classical focused. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have the jazz focus as well. And initially I was a little hesitant with that because I figured it wouldn't really apply to what I'm doing, which is more like rock and folk and jazz and like modern stuff. Um, But having taken like the theory classes and the history classes, it all is like part of a big story. Like Mm -hmm. it all feeds off itself. Um, So I think it is important. Like I was talking about that foundation, like that built a huge foundation and I have a lot to work with now as opposed to like your standard like one four five chord progression and it's like I you know I've listened to the Beatles I can go off that (laughs) like I love the Beatles but um now I have like a really solid foundation to build on have you been songwriting a lot while you were at Hillsdale I mean these are sort of transformative years I Mm -hmm. guess in in someone's youth but also Hillsdale is known for being really busy and Mm -hmm really difficult Mm -hmm. so have you been able to like find the space to create amidst all of the stuff that you do yeah I think here and there it definitely has been less than in high school I was still really busy in high school so it's like that hasn't really changed as much I think it's been like my focus within the realm of music that has changed um I did take a composition class here with Dr. Taki um which was great even though that was again like more of a classical focus um, I was able to finish a song that I had been working on in high school. Um, and I actually just performed it at my senior recital and added cello onto it. Um, so it's been like a little more spotty in college, mm. but there's not been a lack of like music by any right. means. <laughs> um, it's, I think been more, um, performance focused. Focus, yeah. yeah. And when did you get involved with Stella Ann and the Half Pines? Is this something that's fairly new? Did you come into a project that was already existing? What did Mm -hmm. that look like? Um, I started performing with them last spring, so about a year ago. That was when they were still Art Morgan and the Rum Runners. Um, And their lead singer was graduating, and they were like, well, we kind of need a new lead singer. (laughs) Um, And I was super excited because I had been like wanting to actually perform with a band since my freshman year I was just like a really timid freshman who only sang like Ella Fitzgerald so (laughs) it wasn't really (laughs) working out in my favor but um yeah so it kind of worked out perfectly because I had already been performing with them and they naturally like they needed a new lead singer so uh performed with them a little bit in the spring and then we just hit the ground running in the fall yeah Mm -hmm. what has I mean you guys have seen a lot of success I mean at the Battle of the Bands this fall. Mm-hmm. Did you guys win? Yeah. That would have really yeah. been embarrassing if you didn't. But I was, <laughs> I was 80% sure of that fact because I was there. And it was so fun. And then you guys are also helping headline the 
CHP event this mm-hmm. this yeah. Saturday, yeah. which is yeah. going to be exciting. I'm super excited for that. Yeah. And you guys, like, I think you guys do a really good job of creating a mix of a set list that mm-hmm. engages a bunch of different types of the audience. Yeah. Like, yeah. you guys incorporate a lot of Led Zeppelin, but then there's also, like, a Billie Eilish cover mm-hmm. in there and then Paramore. Yeah. So how do you guys kind of synthesize a set list like that? Is the intent very much to, like, target different types of tastes? Or is it mm-hmm. just, like, music you guys like playing? I mean... At the end of the day, we don't want to sort of like sell out and play stuff that we don't enjoy playing. Because right. if we don't enjoy playing it, it's not going to be a good performance. <laughs> We've run stuff before thinking this is going to be great. And then we play like halfway through the song, just have to stop and scrap yeah. it because it sounds awful. Um, but we definitely are very intentional when it comes to set lists of balancing like here's stuff that we really enjoy. Um but also, like, we want the people to respond well and mm-hmm. we want them to be enjoying it because it is, like, a sort of relationship between the performer and the audience. Right. Um, so their energy really feeds into our performance. Um, so I think that's something I definitely am very aware of, especially having gigged a lot in high school. Mm-hmm. I played gigs where I picked all songs that I really loved. And then I went through the performance. I was like, that sucked because no one <laughs> no one knew right. like fake plastic trees. No one knew that except I was playing to like 80 year olds. So I probably should have taken that into account. Um, but I learned my lessons with that. Um, but especially like, I don't know, thinking about like songs like Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah. That they've been brought up um, and great song. We could play it well. But we run into the issue of okay everyone knows that opening riff and then because we're not playing to like 50 year old dads people are going to walk away a minute in so (laughs) let's not do that so it's kind of like a balance um but we do try and strike a balance of like stuff that we really enjoy but also stuff that people are going to respond well to yeah and I think that that's a very delicate sort of game to play Mm -hmm. because it's like you want to be inclusive to all the different types of audiences especially like a college show where I'm supposing it's more eclectic than your old audiences in high (laughs) school and also I think there's got to be that dynamic like how has that dynamic been from playing gigs in high school where presumably you were mostly alone Mm -hmm. to working in the dynamic of a group setting yeah and having to sort of navigate everybody's needs and desires Mm -hmm. while also dealing with the audience's needs and desires is that like a completely different game it it definitely is a very different approach because in high school it was just me performing and I would accompany myself on guitar or piano Mm -hmm. um and obviously like the venues and the audiences were very different I was playing um like open mics and different like bars and stuff Um, But I also was doing a service project for high school where I was playing at different retirement homes. Mm -hmm. So very different from a college crowd. But um, even like stepping into um, a jazz combo my freshman year, that was super intimidating because I was Mm -hmm. working with all these people who were really talented musicians. But I had never functioned within a group really before. Um, I had here and there in different like high school bands for class, but it was just very different. so coming into Stella and the nice thing with it is everyone in the group, that is what they're best at musically. And so you're not having anyone come in of like, oh, I'd really love to like play guitar. It's like, <laughs> we love that for you. However, you don't really play <laughs> I that one. <laughs> one. Um, so everyone is like best at what they're doing in the group, yeah. which just allows the group to like flourish as mm-hmm. a whole. Um, and the nice thing is we all get along really well. I feel like, yes, we have different music tastes but all around it's not like super different yeah um 
So, yes, there have been times where someone's brought up a song and we go, oh, that's great. <laughs> um, Interesting. Love that. Um, but, like, most of the time, we're, like, if someone's really excited about a song, we can kind of see the vision. Um, and, yeah, sometimes it's, like, we play through it and we realize it's not really working. Right. But it's, like, we're fortunate in that we do function really well together mm-hmm. as a group and that we do get along so well. How long, what is your practice schedule like? I mean, we have CHP coming up Mm -hmm. this Saturday, but what did that look like throughout this year? Um, Throughout the year, it depends on our schedules (laughs) because we're all very busy. Um, But, I mean, if there's like an afternoon where we can get together, um, then we do that. But a lot of times we have to move all of the music gear out of, we practice in Boondocks, which is one of the off-campus houses. And they have a room. But they have all their music gear, but there have been times where we've had to practice at like 10 at night because yeah. we have different events that we're just busy with until then. Um, so we move it into like the middle of the house. And I apologize now to anyone who actually lives <laughs> in boondocks and has to sleep. But um, yeah, that's usually when wow. we have to practice. Um, and so, yeah, we'll just like go to the middle of the house because then people can't hear me like screaming Led Zeppelin. Um, wow. And we don't get the cops called on us. So it's, you know. We work with it. It's okay. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Literally. But we make it work. What does the future of Stella Ann look like? I mean, if you're graduating, Mm -hmm. are they going, is most of your band graduating? Yes. Most of our band is graduating. Um, Four out of five of us are seniors. So the only one that's left is Michael Thalen, who plays lead guitar. He's a junior. Um, And we've been asking him since like the fall, like, hey, what's your plan? Um, Yeah. Because he's super talented. Um, but he already has an idea of some people that he'd like to pluck, um, for the next band. So yeah, it is kind of a bummer that most yeah. of us are graduating. End of the just, era. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, the band still is living on, so yeah. it's not dying out and he, no. he'll do a great job with it. Also to go out with a bang at something like CHP is, mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah. What has been your favorite song to play live? Hmm. I mean... I do love Zeppelin, I must admit. Um, Whenever we play A Whole Lot of Love, it's a lot of fun. That was one of the first songs that I played with them. Um, Dazed and Confused is always really fun. And I'm always surprised at the response to it, Mm. because I wouldn't really expect, I would expect more people to know A Whole Lot of Love or like Immigrant Song, Right. but people kind of go crazy for that song, which is just fun for me, because I like playing it. Um, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish is really fun to play too, Mm -hmm. especially because when we first brought that up, we were trying to figure out how to work. We we knew people would know it, but when it came to the breakdown, like the sort of bridge section, we're like, okay, how are we going to make this work? And we were trying to search for covers on YouTube of like, maybe we can get some like inspiration. We could only find like screamo covers (laughs) though, so it was not working for a while. Um... But I'm really happy with the balance that we struck with it, with what we actually do with the breakdown. Yeah. Because um, it's very true to, like, our band, but is still, like, really kind of grungy and yeah. edgy, which really fits the song. Um, and uh, a song that we have played a couple times, we haven't been able to perform yet, but we're planning on performing it at CHP is Decode by Paramore. Oh, nice. Um, and... I like I love that song. It's such a good song. So that's something I'm really excited for. That's super fun. I mm-hmm. think you guys like do a good job, especially with the artists that you're mentioning, although they might seem very yeah. different, like mm-hmm. Zeppelin and Billie Eilish. They still have that 
that grunge undertone yeah. that rock mm-hmm. that like you you guys do a good job i think of maintaining that aesthetic while also bringing your own skills and style mm-hmm. to the plate yeah what kind of artists were you into in high school that you remember mm-hmm. sort of falling in love with music yeah too? well my favorite band has to be the beatles classic always will be um which doesn't really lend itself to uh <laughs> still in but um I do love the Beatles, but in high school, I was playing, like, a lot of Joni Mitchell and, like, Mm. James Taylor, Simon and Garfunkel, like, more folky kind of stuff, but classic stuff. Yeah. Um, But I I went through, like, phases, like I had mentioned Radiohead earlier. That was my emo phase. Mm -hmm. Um, Went through their whole discography. Um, But, uh, yeah, then there was, like, the folky stuff here and there. David Bowie, I went through Mm. a deep dive of his stuff. Very eclectic, very (laughs) weird. Um, but yeah, it kind of just depends on like the stage of life I'm in, Yeah. but a lot of oldies for sure. Um, I'm learning to appreciate more modern stuff cause I yeah. definitely in high school had more of that really just like, I don't know, that view of like, has to be old. It yeah. has to be. It was made after thing. the eighties. It's not good. It's not, it's not relevant. <laughs> we don't accept it, but, um, I'm learning that that's actually kind of a dumb view to have and <laughs> just yeah. to appreciate like good music is good music regardless of when it's made so yeah and if you were to what era are you in now as you're leaving hillsdale and going into the world is there a certain Mm -hmm. artist or album that you're listening to right now that sort of encapsulates where you're at um i do i know lizzie mcalpine just came out with Mm. a new album i love that i love her first album too um but i've been listening to that she like literally just came out with it i've been listening to that on repeat um and yeba as well she Mm. came out with an album i think it was last year um but i've loved her voice for like mm, three or four years um but when she finally came out with music and it's actually good music i was like thank god because her voice is so good i just wanted the music to be good too (laughs) um but those are two people that i'm really loving right now um so, you know, we'll see yeah. as we get closer to graduation. What that yeah. looks like. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's very, when I think of like Lizzie McAlpine, mm-hmm. I also think of Maggie Rogers. Yeah. And I just got into Genevieve something. And mm-hmm. it's sort of that that very feminine and yeah. very nostalgic sound to mm-hmm. it. That also to me, because I categorize music by season sometimes. That's very yeah. spring. That's very coming yeah, into a I new, could see that. Mm-hmm. a new, also fall. <laughs> maybe a little also bit of both her. yeah maybe all of them but that's really interesting yeah mm-hmm. so all right i guess those are all my questions thank you so much for yes. sitting down with yeah me. thank you for having me you're listening to radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm i'm Allie hall and today i'm here with anna feaser who is a graduating senior this spring